Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. The January 6th House Committee voted unanimously to subpoena Donald Trump to testify. They don't need a subpoena. They just need to lure him there with a McDonald's value meal. <laughs> and for good measure, make sure it's scented with Ivanka's perfume. In the final weeks of the midterm election season, there's a lot of debates going on. They're happening all over the country. I watched the Senate debate in Georgia between Senator Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. I also read the live comments on YouTube, which is interesting. One of them said Herschel Walker is a great conservative. And given the amount of brain damage he must have suffered playing football, I agree. <laughs> a debate took place between Nevada Governor Steve Sisolak and his challenger, Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo. Because it's Nevada, they're placing odds on this election. For example, it's five to three odds that 
Nevada voters will hang themselves before it's time to vote. <laughs> An old video surfaced of now Pennsylvania Senate candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz claiming that medical students were required to taste different types of urine. And in response, just about every doctor on Twitter came out and said, no, that doesn't happen. It's not true. Medical students are not required to taste urine, to which Dr. Oz responded, now they tell me. <laughs> and like, you know, they say like, Dr. Oz, he's running for Pennsylvania, but he's lived in New Jersey for forever. And now we know what the line is for the people of New Jersey. This is the same state that twice elected Chris Christie. They elected for governor a man who looks like he could eat two donuts simultaneously by shoving one down his throat and the other up his ass. Oh. We now know that it's claims of urine tasting in medical school. That's the line that makes even New Jersey residents go fuck off. The <laughs> National Football League is updating its concussion protocol. Finally, we may understand why Tom Brady would rather undress in front of other men as opposed to his hot supermodel wife i mean if i had tom brady's money you think i'll be doing this bullshit uh kanye west also known as yay is in talks to buy the conservative social media site parlor or as it will soon be known lur <laughs> that's why i don't do entertainment jokes on this show uh <laughs> the new iphone 14 comes with crash detection which can call for help in case you're a fucking idiot who is so enamored with their new phone that they forget they're operating a motor vehicle. A Maryland couple won $100,000 in the lottery and say they will never have to work again. Given how expensive stuff is in Maryland, that would only be true if the couple were 97 years old. <laughs> and now on with the show. I'd like to welcome Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, and Chip Jones. Hey, hey Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Everybody, Tom. welcome back. Um, what's everyone been up to this week? Well, I see that uh, the Washington Post is reporting that whites are now more likely to die from COVID than blacks. And that's the headline. And I'm a white guy. And I think this is a positive development. You are a white guy. Yes. <laughs> I have no problem with this development, though. <laughs> I'm glad we finally brought that to the forefront, Jeff. It's about time you admitted that. That's right. Is is this? Do we need an intervention? Is this like a suicide thing? You're just no. Oh, it's all the other, other okay, white. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. People, other white people. I, I don't have to be fine. afraid. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Jeff, he's going dark. He's going dark. <laughs> I, I should only be so lucky. <laughs> That's what two years on this show can do to a clean comic. <laughs> um, apparently, I never had the chicken pox. And so, and that's a big deal for somebody my age. So yesterday I went and I got the chicken pox vaccine, which didn't exist when I was a kid and when Chip was a kid and when Jeff was a kid, we just got the pox, but I didn't get the pox. Um, so I, I had to get the vaccine. I have to go back in a month to get another vaccine. And then several months later, I have to get shingles vaccine. <laughs> once, uh -huh. it, once I get this chicken pox one, I have to get, get the shingles. So it's all good times over, over here. All good times. 
Chickenpox vaccine. Right. Were, there, were there fifth graders there? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a lollipop and my arm is actually blown up. I just had my daughter look and I was like, I think I may actually have the pox now because it has live pox in it. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's good times. I'm having a ball. Oh jeez. Sweet. <laughs> oh Chip, please I, tell me you're having a much more fun time than Gina is right now. <laughs> uh I am. This week has been relatively good for me. Kind of low key. Uh no stress. You know, last week I had to do a radio show with uh, Alonzo Bowden, which was a lot of pressure, but this week has been but you know when Gina brings up chicken pox, um I actually got chicken pox from my father. Uh, you know, he's from the British West Indies and he was doing his residency at Kings County Hospital in Brooklyn, New York, and he never had chicken pox. And then he caught it from a kid at the hospital and he brought it home to me. So I was actually infected by my father with chicken But pox. when you were a kid, right? When I was a kid, he, he yeah. was 22 and he hated it. But uh, yeah. as a kid, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, it's normal. But, as a kid, you're not as sick as an yeah. adult. Like, if I get it and, now, it's like, ah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's like, it's like uh, I had my tonsils taken out when I was in my 30s, which oh, was wow. a, a horrible thing. And interestingly enough, one of my son's uh, schoolmates, who was uh, seven at the time, she had her tonsils taken out the same day. Oh. <laughs> it took me two weeks to recover from my tonsillectomy. She was eating Doritos the evening of the same night of the operation. <laughs> so like, and they were the Doritos that you bought. So right. I was like, what? that's a real kick in the ass. So it's right. like, uh, yeah, if you're, you're going to get sick, get sick early. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, I don't, like I don't in remember. Chicago, early and often as a child, but later, don't do it. See, I don't really remember having chicken pox as a kid, unless it's right. just one of those things that, I've blocked out of my mind, such they as like everything, everything that happened to me during my drinking days, to be <laughs> yeah. fair, that's like, okay, that's okay. just one more, one more bit of trauma I don't need. But and maybe the vaccine existed when you were, cause you're a little younger than us. So there, there's a vaccine now for, you know, yeah. my kids have never gotten it either. Cause they had a vaccine. Vaccine. Yeah. I, re I remember when I was a kid, they used to have chicken pox parties where they would get all the kids yeah. together and have them all get it at the same time. Yeah. Uh. On the next episode of Tom, the senior division takes over and we discuss our doctors. AARP cards required. <laughs> I'll be 40 in January. That'll happen sooner oh, than nice. I'd yeah. like. Our, our parties now are talking about what medicines you're taking in common. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> The police chief of Uvalde, Texas, was fired three months after the mass shooting at the school there. It's safe to say officials there don't rush before making any major decisions. Oh, I suspect the Uvalde police force is so bad in bed that that creates a lot of issues for them. And thus, it's a second way in which they don't come quickly. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Joining us tonight, please welcome Alexa Shudo. Hey. Hey. Hi. Alexa, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Uh, I think one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is you're an educator and uh, you also you're a uh, you're a terrific comedian. And uh, because of that, you've, you you did go viral in quite an unexpected uh, in an unexpected way. 
which Thank which you, you yeah. which is quite agonizing, I think. But you seem to enjoy it, from what I understand. <laughs> Much tell us about that. So, um, anybody listening who's not in Maryland, in Maryland we have this terrible place. It's called Carroll County, and um, and in Carroll County, they uh, banned pride flags from all of their school buildings. And uh, I don't like that shit. So I uh, I decided to call them out on TikTok. Uh, you know, you know how social justice goes now. Um, and so I did. And then I blew up, which was cool. And they did not reverse their policy, but I did get lots of attention. Um, so when that blew up, this kid commented on it, not one that I teach. I did check first. And um, and the kid said, kids don't belong learning about pride, period. And so this comment was left Tuesday of teacher week, which is what we call that first week of school with the students aren't there, but we're setting up for classrooms. So it was the perfect opportunity for me to create a response in which I put up some rainbow stuff on my classroom walls and uh, make a like a like a like a smug face about it and um, be like, oh, oops. And uh, so I did that. Then that blew up. Um, so like I'm on the creator fund now, which is cool. Uh, so I get money to do TikToks, not very much money, but I've made like $20 and that's not like nothing, you know, mm-hmm. like, that'll be some gas at some point. Um, so that blew up. And then there was this this Twitter account called libs of tiktok and um it's a it's a misleading name in a couple ways because it's not a tiktok it's a twitter and it's not run by libs it's run by the other guys and it's to make fun of us which i think is very mean and it fake news fake news that feed is fake news news. no libs and no tiktok that's right fake news and it hurt my feelings um so they reposted (laughs) my video and they were like they were like this teacher is putting up pride flags in her classroom, even though the district she works for, Carroll County Public Schools, prohibits such a thing. And then they tagged Carroll County Public Schools. <laughs> and then on the, at the time, most recent tweet by the official account of Carroll County Public Schools, there were over 50 replies of like like libs of TikTok cronies um, demanding that I be fired from Carroll County Public Schools. But the thing about that is I work for Baltimore County Public Schools. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, See, it's it's fake news. Oh, that's oh, what it is. Oh, that's the real oh, fake news awesome. that they have going on. It's not NBC or CBS. Oh no, it's news. It's 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 fucking some oh. libs of TikTok. They're not even the news yet. And um and like my other favorite thing about this is like Carroll County definitely had to like investigate that, right? Like they got like word that some employee of theirs whose name they don't know, whose school they don't know, is like blatantly ignoring their policies. It's like they had to look into that. Like I can't imagine they didn't look into that. Um, only to find out I don't work there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the it reminds me of like that that you know that high school prank 
where like they release three chickens in the building and label them one, two, and four. Mm-hmm. So they keep looking for the third chicken. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Baltimore. like chicken number three. And then, <laughs> and then the video got picked up by Newsmax, the poor man's fox, and Eric Bowling, who, if you want to Google images that guy real quick, he looks like if Tucker Carlson were played by Alec Baldwin. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, he has this show called The Balance, and he... Uh, he didn't, he played my video with no sound. Uh, he just talked about how teachers are evil and they don't teach you math and they don't teach you science and they don't want to teach you arithmetic. They want to teach you how to be gay and they're going to groom your kids. And then I am in the background, like putting my posters up. Like, doing like <laughs> I mean, I hated math and science when I- when I was in school, I would have loved to have been taught how to be gay when I was in school. At least my life would be more fun now. I know. Like, I'm listen, I'm just trying to teach the kids how to decorate their the interior of their homes. Like, what is, why, what is that so bad? Um, but no, I don't. I don't it, it is true, though. I don't want to teach science or math. I arithmetic, none of that. I, um, I'm a Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. So we do talk about pronouns, right? Uh, are, we we do. We talk about gender a lot too. It's mm-hmm. Spanish, a Romance languages. They they do that. So, but yeah, it's it's actually you know when I do have to talk about gender in my class, I find a way to make it way less interesting than Fox News thinks I do. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, kids, it's not the gay stuff. It's That's grammar. <laughs> Sorry, I know, I know so, you saw this shirt and thought you stay were after class if you want that. Yeah. The, the question that's burning in me is when you're teaching the gayness, is there a textbook that you, you, you can you? Let our audience oh, um, it's it's an online what? curriculum now, actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The communism—that's still the textbook. We're still okay. on the manifesto on know. that one, but uh, the gay stuff. That's, there was that's a, a required textbook curriculum. for gay studies. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought it was Andy Cohn's autobiography. (laughs) Despite it being one of the most powerful organizations over the past several years, the National Rifle Association is beginning to show cracks in its foundation as a rift develops among its membership between those who want to do what they can to curb mass gun violence and those who want to continue to be outright nutjobs. As this excerpt from a recently discovered recording of an executive board meeting shows us. You know, the other problem is holding a member meeting without an exhibit hall. You know, yeah. The people you are most likely to get in that member meeting without an exhibit hall are the nuts. That's, That's right. That made that point earlier. I agree. The fruitcakes are going to show up. You're going to have the wackos with all kinds of crazy resolutions, with all kinds of dressing like a bunch of hillbillies and idiots. <laughs> And this is before, like, this is years before Trump and Mar-a-Lago. This is when they were getting ready to hold the NRA convention, I think not far from where the Columbine shooting happened. So that was when they were getting ready to make a, make a decision about that. And then, so really, they were talking about the various nuts that were going to come out. Right. I'm, I'm like a- that was what, they, 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 rec- they, they recognize 
at least in private anyway, that uh, that's who their that's who the bulk of their membership is. As a fan of Jed Clampett, I am appalled at the slur of hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm appalled that a, a hillbilly called other people's hill other people hillbillies. <laughs> He'll take their money. Uh, that's called self-loathing. That's self-loathing. Right. I have a question about the context of fruitcake as a pejorative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's a fruitcake? Oh, it's a horrible thing that people give at Christmas. It's... Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And they never eat it. They just pass it around, save it for next year's gift. Right. It's a word used in a different, in a different context by parts of Carroll County. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. I think I saw a couple of those comments on my TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Get these fruit cakes out of our classroom. I'll be like, it's not even Christmas time. There's what? what you... so, oh, it's me. Oh, uh, oh, God. It would be self defeating because the same people who want to keep guns say they want to solve mental illness. Yet, if mental illness is solved, then who would be left to vote for the candidates they want? Oh, God. <laughs> For the most of the public conservative voices in this country, the idea of any control, no matter how small, baffles them, as Ben Shapiro demonstrates in this clip. The Justice Department, within 60 days, Ah. issued a proposed rule to make clear when a device marketed as a stabilizing brace effectively turns a pistol into a short-barreled rifle subject to the requirements of the National Firearms Act. Okay, this particular provision with regard to stabilizing braces, apparently there are 10 to 40 million stabilizing braces in circulation. Basically, a stabilizing brace is a device that you attach to the end of an AR pistol and it straps to your arm, right? It doesn't strap to your shoulder, it's, that make it a rifle. Joe Biden said yesterday that it makes it more deadly than a rifle. I have, I have no idea where he's getting this uh, or as deadly as, as a rifle. It makes it more accurate, maybe, um, but really it's there to, to kind of prevent the recoil from being as large. I mean, I think... Like the reason Ben Shapiro talks that quick is because like he's so like he's afraid that if he stops, then he'll spontaneously combust from all the pent up sexual frustration he has in his system. I, I like to think that somebody has a gun to his head. That's why he talks. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this arm strap thing, it'll it. it'll it'll make it. It, 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 there's no way it'll make the rifle uh, more accurate because yeah. um, if it does make it more accurate, then the guy pointing it at my head will certainly kill me if I don't keep saying all this bullshit. Right. <laughs> watch Watch his eyes. I think he's blinking out in Morse code. Help me. Help me. I, I'm not sure. But... I don't get the description that Ben gave and it, how upset he is. With I, I don't get it. it. It doesn't register for me because all I hear is there's a gun and it can shoot and you don't need it. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. all I hear. <laughs> South Dakota Senator John Thune says people in South Dakota use AR-15s to shoot prairie dogs and varmints. Mm-hmm. That's the first time a sitting United States senator has ever used the word varmint since 1875. <laughs> <laughs> Republicans are all too easy to demonstrate their own idea of the complexities of the regulation of firearms. As Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe demonstrates in this virtual House hearing. Comes with a 21 round magazine. This gun would be banned. Here's a here's a 12 round magazine. This magazine would be banned under this current bill. It doesn't fit because this gun was made for a 20 round, 21 round magazine. This gun would be banned under this bill. Here's a Sig Sauer 320. 
It takes a 20 round magazine. Takes a 20 round magazine. Here's a 12 round magazine that would be banned. It doesn't fit because it would be banned. This gun would be banned under this bill. Here's a gun I carry every single day to protect myself, my family, my wife, my home. This is a XL six hour P365. Comes with a 15 round magazine. Here's a seven round magazine, which would be less than what would be lawful under this bill if this bill were to come law. It doesn't fit. So this gun would be banned. I hope the, gun, the gun is not bill. loaded. I'm at my house. I can do whatever I want with my guns. <laughs> oh my God. See, that was Congresswoman Barbara Lee who was responding there. Who said, hope it's not loaded. That just shows how out of touch like some members of Congress are because I was kind of hoping it was loaded. I mean, the same. But you'll, 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 you'll notice that his whole mantra on this is to defend, defend myself, my wife and my family. This is what I said. The gun culture has gone from being about the sportsmanship of hunting and, and use of guns to defense. Now, when you're thinking I am using this defensively, you've already passed that hurdle of shooting another person. You know, that, that's that you've already you've already reconciled yourself with the fact that you will aim this gun at another human being and shoot them. Yeah. And, and that's who, what that's what's changed in the culture in the last 40, 50 years. Who's walking around carrying a weapon all the time? I mean, like, unless you're a cop, I mean, why would you be? Where because, are you that because, you're walking around carrying your senator? Like, yeah, where are you walking they, they around? Ca they carry it in the Capitol. That's what I'm saying is the mindset yeah. now is that. They are they they believe that at any moment they will be called upon to defend themselves. But look what happened in Florida. Of course, it's Florida. Yeah, oh, in, Florida. In Polk County, just in a few days County ago, of the South. A few days ago, and I'll read from the article: a Florida man and his 15-year-old son, 15, were arrested on on attempted murder charges and accused of shooting at an innocent woman after they received a mixed up package at their door right. and suspected a burglar was breaking in well that's that's what i'm saying is that we we've we've not only gone down that road of defense but now we have instituted laws that make that defensiveness not tied to reality but tied to a feeling that's how trayvon martin got murdered by Zimmerman and Zimmerman was released. It's no longer even that you have to have empirical evidence after the fact that you were in danger, but just having the fear that you were in danger allows you to kill now. So that means that my, my, my right to life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness is trumped by the fact that someone else should not feel fear. And we see that with police officers over and over again. They shoot people based on the fact that they were afraid that they were in danger. Well, I mean, so presumably, we, I think they're shooting. They they weren't really afraid. That's what they say they but, were. But but the law and people and and people who are on juries agree. So they so yeah. we have gone down this let's let's say it slippery slope where we've gone from weapons being about some kind of hunting or shooting to being defensive to now being able to defend based on a feeling. You know. And what's giving them the feeling there, Chip? Uh, a lot of times it's race. You know what I mean? No. It, it's the other. You know, I am afraid of the other, whether it's a Muslim or, you know, or, or a person of color or, you know, someone who is not like 
who I perceive to be not like me. So they are a danger to me. I'd be more worried about the Dem stole the election flag waving neighbor of mine. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna go ahead and split hairs here. I'm, I always am. I told you, I hold my breath between Harford County and Delaware. <laughs> All of Cecil, I'm not breathing as I drive up 95. You know, right, what, I your think pro- we got most you know what your problem, Gina, is you don't own a gun. You need a gun. I, I'm a pacifist. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I'll give you a hug. <laughs> to everyone listening outside of the United States, I feel we should mention that in this country, we get excited about two things. Porn and guns. Hell, in my neighborhood, we call combining the two unwinding after a play date. <laughs> in this report, we get an analysis of gun culture from two unlikely experts. Both go together. <laughs> Absolutely. You just did a porn last year. I did. I got to shoot. A, I've done a lot of movies where I've got to shoot a lot of guns and be that, like, you know, tough hero chick. It had a plot? It ha- yeah, I've shot a lot of movies where it's all been plot. You know, people that shoot guns, you have people that that are against you who are against guns. So, you know, people get judged. People who are against porn, they judge us. So we're both in in industries where people judge us thinking that there's something wrong. But you know what? All of us in in both industries are just tough people. They are tough people and we're both under scrutiny. The, the money aspect in the porn industry is absolutely going down. But in the gun industry, I imagine it might be the same because of the different laws that have been passed where you can't buy guns in different states and different things like that. And the thing is, is both industries, regardless of what, the way the economy is, um, it's still going to sell, you know? It's still going to be multi-million dollar industries, both industries. Um, it's just the way it's going to work. No matter what, people are going to find a way to buy either of these products. We got it! (laughs) That's how Oklahoma does it! And Ohio! (laughs) I think really the only thing that porn culture and gun culture have in common is the fact that in both instances, you have really tough guys who are afraid of shooting blanks. I, I, I resent that they b- combine them because I'm pretty sex positive. So and I don't m- care that people are doing whatever they need to do, you know, in, in, in that industry. I do care about the guns. I, I don't like the blending of the two. <laughs> it bothers me. <laughs> I'm going to tread carefully as uh, I, my students will certainly find this. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what what I'll say on both topics is when used responsibly in moderation in the right place in the right time can be fine and harmless. Mm. Neither should ever be in a school. Neither should ever be in a school or underage. I agree. Yes. Yeah, I agree. In conclusion, tragically, we've lost so many Americans due to gun violence that it's difficult to count them. What makes it even more tragic, it's not because we don't have enough fingers, but because many of them have been blown off during 4th of July-related accidents. (laughs) Will the carnage ever end? And on that note, that's our show. I'd like to thank Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Chip Jones, and Alexa Shudo. Thank you for having me. Yay. Pleasure.
This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Eisen, Gina Brown, and Chip Jones, and guest Alexa Shuto. Theme music composed and arranged by Euron Vandenhurek. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for bonus clips, extended episodes, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Race. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. 